Welcome back to Graveyard Shift 2019 edition. I'm your host, Frankie Campbelletta. And I'm Jeremy King. Tonight, we're going to talk about something that some people have been to, some people have visited. Me and Jeremy have both visited on different times. We weren't together, unfortunately, but he did get to wear a, um, a hard hat and I didn't. I did wear a hard hat. It was pretty cool. So cool that you wore a hard hat and I didn't. I could have gotten lice, though, so you, you avoided might have. You that. probably did. I did. Haunted lice. Haunted lice. Tonight's episode is on Sarah Winchester and the Winchester Mystery House. The Winchester Mystery, Mystery, Mystery House. 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 House Mouse. <laughs> House of Mouse. Wait, that's oh, something Disney. else. Disney. Oh. And that's a good thing to bring up in Disney World, right? That's yeah. why I brought him up. House of Mouse. And why do we why why are we bringing up Walt Disney right now? Because aren't we are we encroaching on his like 120 Fifth birthday? Well, Mickey Mouse would be 100 years old soon, because 1920 Steamboat Willie, right? That's true. But the reason why I bring it up is because actually Walt Disney was inspired to do the Gracie Mansion, correct? Yeah, that's true. It was based on it. And if you guys know me and you've seen my tattoo on my forearm, it is Girl on a Tightrope, which is actually in the first room you'll enter inside the Haunted Mansion. So the Haunted Mansion was a huge uh, part of... The uh, Walt Disney World theme parks, they're, they're in both. All the parks, I believe, have a haunted mansion. A version of it. Yes. Yeah. And Walt Disney was actually inspired to do the haunted mansion based on the Winchester Mystery House. This is actually on a plaque inside the Mystery House when you do the tour. So, huge Disney fan. Uh, did not know that until I visited the mansion. So, I was really kind of intrigued and ex- excited that he also got inspired by it. And so... Some of the things inside the Haunted Mansion, if you've ever been on the Disney ride, is the staircases that go nowhere, and the ghost, and all the different rooms, and the wallpapers, and the elaborate adorations of the entire, you know, adornation. Adornation? Well, you can make that word up. Well, it is adornation. There's a lot of doors in the house, over 160 Mm -hmm. built bedrooms. A whole nation of doors. A nation, adornation. 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 Make adornation. Well, you know, and and not only was Walt Disney inspired by this, but Stephen King actually wrote a movie called Rose Red that is completely based off of Sarah Winchester and her house. So tell us tell us a little bit about when Mrs. Sarah Winchester. I mean, Helen Mirren plays her in the movie. We'll talk a little bit about the movie. Right. Um, overall, real quick, you know, the movie's okay. Like, I think Rotten Tomatoes really... Was a little really, rough. I mean, it incinerated it. It's like, wow. And it's not terrible. It's not that bad. Like, it's not innovative. There's nothing, like, new. It's the classic ghost story. But, honestly, a lot of these other stories, maybe even, you know, The Haunting of Hill House, you could possibly say that Shirley Jackson might have looked at the Winchester house and said, that's my new book. Because it really, it, it runs a lot of parallels to it. So, the fact that Rotten Tomatoes just, like, roasted it you know it's almost like they were like well you know this story's been told a hundred times but this is the original Mm -hmm. this is the this is where all those other stories came from uh so sarah was the wife of the man who founded winchester repeating firearms and he passed away well before he passes away she loses a daughter as an infant he passes away many years later, and 
she kind of travels about, I think she spends three years in Europe and somewhere in the 1880s, she lands in outside San Francisco at the time in the Santa Clara Valley, mm-hmm. uh, which eventually becomes uh, San, San no San Jose. Yes, you're right. San, San Jose. Yes, yes, my correction. San Jose. <laughs> it's actually in the heart of the tech district. I mean, it's right outside Palo Alto. It's right outside mm-hmm. Apple. Um, Splunk is across the street, which is a huge data center. Um, for I remember seeing yeah, that. So I didn't know what that was. Yeah, and one of the companies I work for actually works daily with with Splunk. So it's it's a very strange street now because it's it's right on a major. It's highway. a major. It's like a five or seven lane road. Yeah, and it's and you turn into it. But the minute you're on the grounds, it's kind of like if you've ever been to Miami and and the Vizcaya is in the heart of like all these you know a major intersection with the Biscayne Boulevard, uh, uh, US one. So. When you're on the grounds, it does feel kind of secluded, and you don't see that. You don't feel the the road anymore. They um, did a good job with with the with the landscaping around it because the house is not owned by Winchester anymore. That's why it's called the Winchester Mystery House, which is like a company that came in and they run this this house and the tours and the ghost hunts and whatnot. Right, because Winchester really didn't have any heirs. I mean, no, most of the stuff went to the land and was donated. Her daughter, her her daughter died as an infant. She did have uh, a niece. She had a niece. They portray the niece in the movie. Uh, the niece never had a son. Okay, uh, so, so that's really one of the one of the um, the blips right out right. front about it. So, um, we we took some notes um, going on, and be, being that we both, I mean, it's a, we have a paranormal checklist, right? Right. Of everything that we would like to visit, and of course, we've mentioned the castle, right? Oh well, yeah, got it. Got to get there. At it's some a great point. place. Um, but with Winchester House, um, it, it's an interesting uh, tie-in to a lot of the, the beginning of haunted houses, right? I mean, this right. is really this sets the stage for haunted houses. Prior to the Winchester House, we didn't really hear about places being haunted. This becomes this is at the at the brink of the spirituality movement, right? The mm-hmm. Fox Sisters are coming emerging out of the 1800s. Patience Worth, all those type of you know using automatic writing. And being that we're in St. Louis, we should talk a little bit about Patience. Yeah, she lived in the Central West End. So yeah, she was. But in the- I don't think that's her real name. Okay. Uh, I can never remember her real name. Patience Worth is the spirit that she was contacting. And that's who, you know, through her is how she wrote all those writings. Okay. Um, And she has a tie to Potosi because when you go to the Austin Milliam store, uh, and again, we've ghost hunted there many, many, many times, there is a reference to the real lady. Okay. You know, when they have all the notable people who lived in that county mm-hmm. um, that did, you know, bigger and better things, um, she's mentioned in there. So, I mean, this was the heart of it, right? The, the house begins its construction in 1884. Um, the property and mansion were claimed by many to be haunted by ghosts that those um, that were killed by Winchester rifles. Well, before, it, it, it's more of an addition because... It was an eight-room farmhouse. She bought this eight-room farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. I think it was owned by a doctor. And she moves in. I don't even know if she moves in before construction starts. Uh, 
is the story is that she got involved with uh, a paranormalist or a spiritualist, a medium. Uh, I think his name was Adam Coons from the East Coast. And he's the one who tells her if she builds this mansion, um, she won't be haunted by the ghosts of the people who were killed by the Winchester rifle. So I'm not, you know, but some of the things that you read say that there's no real proof that that ever happened. But if that never happened, how does this house come to be built the way it's built? Yeah, I mean, to all accounts, even when you do the tours, I mean, they, they do say that she had she had a room where she did the Ouija board Yeah, right? and it, every night at midnight. That's the room that you could only go in one way and you out can, one way. That's right. You can only go in one way and exit one way. And they're not um, the same. <laughs> and it exits into the blue room. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, when you walk around, when you walk around the mansion, there are doors to nowhere there are staircases to nowhere there are windows in the actual floor which you have to walk around oh yeah Um, yeah yeah it's very it's a very um odd house but it's also captivatingly exciting when you're in there it feels like a fun house almost like a it is um and so i guess that's why like the mystery house types of things start to start to occur here um so what what we do know is that under the winchester day-to-day guidance it's from the ground-up construction proceeded around the clock by some accounts without interruption until her death on September 5th, 1922, at which time work immediately ceased. Sarah Winchester's biography, however, says that Winchester routinely dismissed workers for months at a time to take um, such rest as I might, and notes that this flies in the face of claims by, today, by today's mystery house proprietors that work at the ranch was ceaseless for 38 years. Right. So the film itself really talks about and centers itself around the earthquake that did occur, that did happen, that pretty much leveled the, the mystery house and, and to where it stands today. When you go to the house, they actually never um, cleaned. They cleaned and they made it safe, but they never rebuilt the earthquake-wrecked zones. It's actually an interesting aspect. I don't know if you got to do well, that some of them, some of them they did rebuild, yeah. but they did leave some rooms that were never repaired. And... and you know, just the, the way that she did the construction, because obviously, like, she wasn't a general contractor. She wasn't an architect. But so they would they would add on a room, but they they didn't, like, add on the way that we add on today, where you would construct three walls and a ceiling and a floor. She would add on four walls. Right. It was it was really peculiar the way that she did that. And I don't know if that's just due to her, you know, not being an architect and not knowing that's, you know, wasteful. Because clearly she wasn't worried about waste. No, and she lived a very good life. I mean, she lived 82 years. Uh, mm-hmm. She was born in 1840, which really puts her in the beginning and the dawn of a civil war um, adolescence, right? I mean, she's right. in the heart of it. And so... She she definitely it's just like the perfect timing to 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 meet her husband William Wirt Winchester right um, when he died her her inheritance from his estate included twenty million dollars as well as fifty percent holding in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company which made her one of the wealthiest women in the world at the time she is best known for using her vast fortune 
to continue construction on Winchester Mansion in San Jose, California. Uh, popular legends, which began during her lifetime, held that she was convinced she was cursed, and the only way to alleviate it was to add on to her California home. Since her death, the sprawling Winchester Mystery House has become a popular tourist attraction, known for its staircases that lead to nowhere and its many winding corridors. And just to give you a perspective of how much money um, she would have inherited from the 50% holding in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, you're looking at close to, during her, her time, right, 1884, $519 million. Okay, so around $520 million is what her, her wealth was accumulated. To. She was worth half a billion dollars. Basically. And so she was able to work round the clock and build the house uh, if needed. Um, so she definitely, if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. But she definitely could afford to do it. Because they have that one room with the wall coverings that they say the wall coverings that are they're unused and it's worth a few million dollars or no it was was it stained glass it might have been both actually Mm -hmm. there was rolls of wallpaper and stained glass that was like just set aside to be used later it was pretty impressive yeah um you know the the idea behind um his death of course was tb um, mm-hmm. Tuberculosis was epidemic at that point, and um, you know we don't really hear that much from her. But in, in addition to receiving her five hundred and twenty million dollars um, in the Winchester Company, an income of a thousand dollars, she made a thousand dollars a day. And 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 just to put that in perspective, to two thousand eighteen, that would be making a sum income of twenty five or twenty six thousand dollars a day. So they could probably live off that <laughs> as long as you, as long as she was able to live, she could basically spend $26,000. So I guess, you know, we're at the 15 minute, we're at the halfway point here. We probably will go 40 minutes being it's our first, you know, show back. And we're not really going to do a lot of editing this year. People kind of like our banter. So we'll put some music in and stuff like that. But, you know, I think when I was there, it was once again, one of these experiences that the paranormal bucket list, but I didn't sense anything. I didn't get anything. I mean, me they, either. There was really just a very strange and beautiful house. It is incredibly. The grounds are in, are kept impeccable. The outside, the statues, the tree, the foliage, the landscape Everything. architecture is gorgeous. Like, if you're in San Jose, it's really worth a peek. Please, you have to really reserve reserve your tickets because it sells out almost every day. Yeah, I went there. Uh, my wife and I went there for our honeymoon. It was, uh, you know, like her one request was, mm-hmm. let's go to San Francisco so we can go to the Winchester Mystery House. That's right. It's about maybe 35 minutes from maybe a little longer, actually. I don't remember because, you know, yeah. you're just looking at everything because yeah, everything's so beautiful. And then I remember yeah. driving and being like, Cupertino, California. Yeah. Isn't that Apple? Right. <laughs> and I think you bought your Apple watches in Apple, yeah. right? I mean, I got the, sold by my wife. At the major the major store there. So I, tri- so I tried to sneak in. Oh. So I, 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 I try and sneak into Apple's world headquarters, blend in with people. Yeah. yeah. And I figured a Metallica t-shirt would get me in since San they're from Francisco. the Bay Area. Right, that's right. But the guy stopped me. He's like, you don't work here. I was like, how do you know? He's <laughs> like, you're wearing a Metallica t-shirt. <laughs> And, and, I was, and probably you know, facial recognition that they use in their phones. I'm sure. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, honestly, there's a big courtyard in there, and they have a giant old Macintosh logo 
and I wanted to get my picture in front of it. And he confirmed that it is there. And he said, and you're not taking your picture there. <laughs> oh, wow. Great company. So, you know, so abiding by the public, but I guess if you get bombarded, you know, by a thousand people, corporate, there. corporate warfare, I'm sure is what they're worried about. Sure. So he sent us around the corner. We went to the world headquarters store and, you know, my wife knew I wanted a, an Apple watch. It was our honeymoon. And she's like, what's cooler than buying our Apple watches at the world headquarters. So you did. So I did it. And then you guys got to basically do a bucket list item that she also mm-hmm. wanted to do. You, you did Alcatraz. We did two there. bucket list items. Yeah. So I didn't get to Alcatraz. The fog was too thick when I was there. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And that's another one. Like, uh, there were people trying to buy tickets when we were there and they were like, yeah, we're sold out two and a half months. So if you didn't try and get tomorrow's ticket two and a half months ago, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. So point is, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to plan a trip, you want to do these paranormal bucket lists, make sure you get your tickets well in advance. You can buy it on our website at the Winchester mystery house.com. Um, Alcatraz is the same way. You can also wait to get, um, to the city, but I really wouldn't recommend that. Um, it, 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 like I said, it's a huge attraction. It's a great attraction. It's fun. They have a cafe. They have really cool gifts. They have the old Winchester Museum there. You can look at all the old rifles. Right. There's actually, an ice cream store. There's an ice cream store. Yep. And I have. Because I got actually, ice cream. <laughs> I actually have a Henry repeater, a thirty thirty. So, um, you know, a Winchester, but still love love the firearm. Love the looks of those, and it is the gun that won the West, right? And they're a fun gun to shoot. Thirty thirties are fun. Yep. I mean that's what I always hunted with. Yep. My dad, my dad's was a Marlin, so yeah. Same. I haven't shot a, I haven't shot an actual Winchester. I've put a lot of Winchester rounds through it. That's right. That's <laughs> what I used to. Um, so getting back to the paranormal aspect of Winchester Mystery House, um, and talking more about the movie. The movie is, uh, it's it's a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Spurlig kind of wrote this uh, in Brisbane. He's an Australian. The house is actually rebuilt in right. Australia. They, they cannot film all the scenes they need inside the actual mystery house in, in San Jose. And so what they do is they actually take over a million dollars and rebuild and construct the mystery house so they can fit their cameras and equipment and lighting gear and stuff like that inside it, which you just wouldn't be able to do. You have to understand that Sarah Winchester was four foot ten. Right. And so all the corridors, and me and Jeremy are big guys. We usually, we, we basically had to walk sideways into some of those corridors. Especially the, the what do they call the room with the tiny stairs? Oh, the little, like the speed, uh, speed yeah. stairs, I think. Uh, I don't remember. That doesn't sound right. But it's, it's the room that, you know, when Most, they show All pictures. the staircases are not high. They're like two inches because of arthritis. Well, no, that they had true. other regular staircases. They did have some regular ones, but yeah, they I, have that very weird one. It's in the movie, actually. He's it walking, is in the movie. He's following her, and then there's the other yes. shot where the kid starts killing her or tries, tries to kill her with the gun. Henry, who doesn't exist. Right, who never existed. No. But that staircase is real, and they, and they do depict it very well because I remember... Uh, both shoulders touching the wall. I I went up most of that sideways. Yeah, mostly because of my gut. But and you gotta you, sometimes you gotta tuck your head too. Yes. So there was no way for them to get camera equipment. <laughs> you know, and then me and Jeremy have shift films. We have some pretty big cinema cameras as well. We also have some smaller cameras. But you know, our big beast, like our FS7 Mark II that we use. I mean, once we get everything on that, there's no way that you could be kind of carrying that easily. I can only imagine if you, I think right. they shot that on an Ari or a red 
Um, and you have these big major cinema cameras with, with lamps and lights and sound and it, it's just no way. So they take over a million dollars and they rebuild the house out in Australia. Now, the storyline is terrible. Like I see where... Where, where, where Rotten Tomatoes... Or Rotten Tomatoes. You know, off I mean, it's, it's a dumb story. There's a lot of inaccuracies history-wise. One of the things that really is blaring is if anybody knows anything about the Civil War, they never had name tags. They didn't put their name on their jackets. There's there's no history of this. There's no recorded history. That, I've never seen one. And if you see old photos, especially in the Ken Burns documentary, you never see their name. So they had to do that because they never developed the characters of the ghost's brother. Right. Right. So this is not a true story at all. Like when, you, when you're in there, it's, it's, it's baked. It's half-baked, right? There's, there's some things that are true. Right, like she didn't right. have a niece. Niece didn't have a son named Henry. Henry. No, she she and her husband didn't die. At least didn't die then. Uh, she didn't live at the house at that point. She did live at the house, but she left before 1906, and they adopted a daughter many years after 1906. They never had a son. Right. So that kid out of it. The story of and and just so you guys know, the acting in this film is not bad. It's not bad acting at all. In my opinion, I think that the, the acting is pretty strong. I mean, you have Helen Mirren, who's the hottest old woman ever. This is true. Um, and so, like, you know, she's incredible. Just commands, commands, commands the, the, the screen, commands the voice. She really kind of like um, just made the film watchable. Right. Right. Because every scene she's in is is picturesque. I love Helen. I, I you know, as a filmmaker, I would love one day to work with her. Um, but I don't know the possibility of that. But well, Rotten um, Tomatoes makes this movie sound like it's completely unwatchable, and that's yeah, not true. Yeah. It's not, you know, the story is contrived. I mean, it's. But the the fact is that the story's been told a bunch of times because they copied off of their original. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they did take a lot of uh, liberties. With the story, yeah, and unfortunately, like you know, Peter and, and Michael Sparig are not—they're not the Cohen brothers. They're not the Fairley brothers. The, these are, these brothers are terrible. Their films are not good in general, um, in my opinion. I just I think they're lackluster, um, and the story you, is lackluster. Yeah, you know, and, and some of their some of their over, other films, just to put it in perspective for you, were like Predestination with Ethan Hawke and Daybreakers. And, Who saw that? Oh God, is Daybreakers it's, it's the, a vampire terrible. movie? Undead, two thousand three release. They're they're just. I actually think I've seen that. Um, Zombie movie. The the one, I guess the one real highlight um, that. I guess it's Jigsaw, right? I mean, I, I think oh, they re, they made part eight. Yeah, and <laughs> still not as good as the original. The first one's amazing. It's incredible, right? So, so just to give you in perspective, if you're like, into splatter porn, the first one's amazing. Exactly. If you're not, you yeah. know, because it's not scary. No, it's just those brutal. movies aren't scary. It's just grotesque they're and brutal. brutal. It's a little psychologically like damaging at times. The first one, the first one's probably the least gory, right? Uh, but it's still, yeah. it's still. Yeah. So pointing aside from you that, in that like, direction, they didn't do that. They did the eighth film. Like they're that they're eighth film guys. Like you know they'll do a sequel and you know they'll do the Australian thing. And and unfortunately, I just you know as far as actresses and actors that come out of Australia, not bad. Directors, cinematographers, 
you know, overall, like Winchester really had high hopes. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing that Rotten Tomatoes really looked at was the idea behind Winchester that they didn't need to write a story. And, and for no, me, they could have told the truth. They just should have told the truth. Yeah. Like, you mean to tell me that this husband dies? She believes she's being haunted by people that were victims of the Winchester rifle and they're haunting her. And the only way that she can escape them is to build them houses and confuse the spirits so she can sleep. So the truth is, when I was there, is that Sarah Winchester actually slept in a different room every night. Every night. Every night. So when you look at that, that's a story, man. That That is a that's, story. You and, know, and, and, and the thing is... That some people say that's the legend, but that it, the story that they're telling at that house mm-hmm. and the story that the books tell is what those brothers should have made this movie. One hundred percent, they should have followed suit. I mean, when when people like Walt Disney get inspired to build haunt mansions, when Stephen King, Stephen who's the King, best horror yeah. author of all time, all time, no, no one can even come close. I love to you, him. Stephen. Please listen. I love Stephen King. More than you love Stephen King. No, you don't. Yeah, I once had a pet and I buried it, and I was hoping Stephen King would come and just dig it up with dig me. it, dig it back up, and <laughs> <laughs> you buried it in the McMack burial ground, huh? Yeah, exactly. Scariest movie of all time. Top five pet cemeteries definitely in there. They are remaking that. I'm, um, you know, I'm. Oh, don't get me started on remakes. And we'll get into that in the next episode. But as far as the Winchester House, the Mystery House, if you've watched the movie and you hate it, don't hate the experience of what the Winchester and the actual story is um, amazing. Is about. It's an amazing paranormal story. It's a great. It's a. It, it's a. It, honestly, it's a great tour, and you see probably a hundred rooms. Oh yeah. There's there's it, now you, you see only about two thirds of the house. There's, there's somewhere close to 150, 160 rooms. And even the tour guides will tell you they've never been in the whole house. Yeah, I mean, it, it's essentially some of the, the best architecture that you'll ever see and just the craftsmanship. And you have to understand, too, like she's drawing the plans out with the architects and she's telling them exactly what to build. Right. Because these guys are confused. I mean, what do you mean? You need a staircase to nowhere? Like something was definitely going on. Something definitely was affecting Sarah Winchester. Right. And, and to deny that, I think, would be, it would be absurd. Like, you know, whether I mean, was, if those stories aren't true... Then the stories with about like the door to nowhere that's famously on the front facade of the house, uh, that if that story's not true, then was she just a straight wacko? All right. So there, there's one theory that when I was in San Jose that I did hear, and I have found nothing to back this, but this is what I heard: it, the 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 earthquake occurs in 1908. 1906. 1906, April... April 18th. April 18th, 1906. The earthquake happens. Deadliest earthquake in American history. American history. So it levels this house, right? At one point, there was how many floors? Seven floors, and and now it's three. Now it's three. So we lost four floors. So this is what I heard. That the theory is they tried to rectify the house, and so what they did was the areas that were damaged, they didn't fix, and the areas that were left, actually the staircase that goes nowhere, actually used to go to the fifth, sixth, and seventh floor, but they kept it because of foundational reasons. Have I don't you heard think this that's theory? well. That stairway to nowhere. I don't think that's the case with that. I think that used to be a stairway going someplace, and they built a room on top of it because the way she built rooms mm-hmm. was she built the the all four walls, a floor, and a ceiling. And I think that there was something up there, maybe a balcony. I don't know. And she built a room on top of it. 
And then so I had some like believability issues too, right? With with the with, with the made up son Henry, right? And the niece, like they give this guy kind of a tour to his bedroom, and they're new there. How did they learn the mansion that fast? Right. Like I'm sorry, I was in the mansion. What? Even if I was in there for two weeks, I'd probably get lost in a minute. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty confusing. So. He, you know, the story goes on, you know, he carries this bullet that his wife accidentally shot him uh, during she was trying to commit suicide. And so now she, he carries this bullet. And the only way to get rid of the ghost is to kill the ghost. Shoot with the, the bullet. ghost. And the whole thing about the Civil War <laughs> ghost. Yeah. And, you know, killing all those people. Sorry, spoiler alert. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, you know. Yeah. yeah we're not ruining anything. It's a, yeah. you know. Pretty but, terrible. Well, it's not terrible, but the storyline it it's is. watchable. It's watchable, but the storyline is it's, like wow. Yeah, the storyline's terrible. Almost as bad as Bird Box, but go ahead. I love that movie. Nothing happens. No, you didn't. No, I, I do. I, I thought Bird Box was watchable. But anyways. That's the next episode. So <clears throat> So with the the whole Civil War soldier killing the people at the Winchester repeating arms. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh fighting the flu. Um that never happened. No. So that whole that whole thing and the doctor with the bullet. Now the thing. No, see, and, and I think you know you almost want to elaborate on that point. Like, first of all, I'm surprised that Winchester even allowed that stupidity of of Sperlig's, uh, uh, Sperlig's and him his brother writing that crap. Like, I don't know that they had a choice. I think what from the way it was explained to me when I was there because I had a lot of. A lot of questions because I wanted to take a lot of pictures, mm-hmm. and you couldn't take pictures of the inside Hollywood. of the house because the 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 company I don't I don't remember who it was Paramount or whoever owned Lionsgate the Lionsgate great horror movies Lionsgate that is true though Lionsgate does put out some great yeah they put films. it yeah. and this wasn't this wasn't no and I, and I think they were I mean they were a production company so I, yeah I think everybody had high hopes for this and then having. Having somebody like you know Patrick Wilson and Conjuring is awesome, right? Right. Having Helen Mirren to do this film, Winchester, is like awesome. It's like wow, we have really head, big headliners here. And unfortunately, that script—I I doubt she would ever work with those brothers again. Like it Probably was terrible. Not. Like it was so. You know, it, they, they have this stuff. Now, the one, the most believable thing mm-hmm. of this made-up story is that the Winchester company would send this doctor in to have her evaluated because, you know, that I could see that, but I don't believe that ever really happened either. No, I mean, also too. I mean, she was a recluse, right? I mean, she, right. she very she, private. There's only one known photo of her. That's all I've heard. And there's a portrait of her. Yes, and, there's a painting. Essentially, that's it. So, um, and and they show the one known photo at the end of the movie. I mean, so all in all, I mean, when you look at the, the Winchester story, the actual house tour, and then the movie, you know, the three things really don't coincide. No, right? at all. Not at all. It's two, three separate things. Visiting the house, you get a little bit of the history, but they do tell you that this was a room, and there they had the Ouija boards, and she did talk to spirits, and she did build a house for them. That that is all true. Like, there, there's no, it's undeniable. It just if it's not true, it doesn't make sense how the house was built. No. Why would they do? Why would this house be like this if she didn't actually do that? Right. Now, and to be honest. The stuff that I've seen that says that that's not true and it's not corro- corro- 
corroborated. Corroborated. It, the stuff that says that is all online. That wasn't in the books that I've read because honestly, I've read books well, about the online, Winchester. It's true, on the internet. I mean, that's what Abraham Lincoln said. <laughs> Everything <laughs> on the internet is true, said Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that that's basically, you know. Um, you know, our first episode of the year, we thought we'd kind of lead with a big, very big historical haunt, um, like the Winchester Mystery House and, and kind of our experiences with the movie, the tour, being there on the ground and a little bit of the history aspect of it and understanding who Sarah Winchester was and all the loss she had in her life. And you have to understand losses when you live that long, right? And we're going on almost 82 years. And that was back then. Yeah. 82 back then. I mean, today, 50 is the new 40. That's right. You know, but we're talking a hundred years ago. I mean, she died almost, she died 96 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and you really have to, uh, you know, look at, or 98 years ago, but you really have to look at uh, 22. Elsa. 90. Elsa's 100. 97 years ago. 97. And we can't do math. No, math or spell or anything. What, what this is just that? for your entertainment, guys. But the other thing you have to look at, too, in my opinion, is that, you know, she outlived most of the people that she knew in her life. The people yeah, she that did. she loved, her children or her child. Child. Yeah. And then her husband and then her family. I mean, she outlives most of these people. And so mental breaks and and stuff like that of the like, I mean, is definitely, you know, was it a mental illness? I mean, this is something that has. Maybe she was just, you know. Uh, maybe she was in tune to death. Eccentric. Yeah. That's she what was rich just in tune are. to loss, and maybe the spirits trusted her. Maybe they understood her woe. Maybe maybe she could communicate because she had she had dealt with so much personal mm-hmm. loss, and then with her being the matriarch of Winchester rifles, you know, she clearly didn't approve of the loss that people were, you know, having at at the hands of her company. Absolutely. You know, I mean, all in all, I think that uh, it's a good way to kick off the new year. Sarah Winchester for us is a, a huge patriarch to the paranormal community, the spirituality community. Matriarch. What did I say? Patriarch. Oh. We're just trying to be gender neutral. That's right. Patriarch, matriarch. That's right. Um, pa- matriarch. Matriarch to the to the community of paranormal by being being a really interesting. Uh, person and living her life the way she felt she needed to live it and building a house that we still have today to cherish and to hold on to those, you know, ghost stories. Um, so if you're ever in San Jose, you should check it out. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Today's sponsor was uh, Blue Duck St. Louis. We had brunch there today. They're in Maplewood. You should definitely check it out. Some of the best brunches we've ever had. Not a lot of pe- not a lot of people early, but as we, you know, we got there around 9, 30, 10. But as the, we started, we're eating there and talking about uh, the new, the year, all the companies that we have together and things that we're doing. Um, food is awesome. Service is awesome. Coffee's great, too. Coffee is good. That coffee was really good. I mean, John was right to say that, you know, can I have a man? <laughs> can I have a big boy cup? <laughs> can I have a big... He did just, say that. Yeah, and I just think the coffee was so damn good. that. Um, but the food's amazing. I had this smoked duck Benedict that was out of this world. You had this special. I had this, like, it was like flank, the iron flink steak, yep. and, and I even ate the holiday sauce and the dandelion weeds on it. <laughs> exactly. Arugula. Um, dandelion. 
And so my buddy had um, one of our directors, Ryan Foise, had a duck BLT, a DLT. Yeah, he did. Um, so it's actually like, unlike Shave Duck, which has like maybe one duck item on the menu, the Blue Duck actually has a lot of duck on the menu. So if you're a duck fan and you love ducks, and I love duck meat, it's one of my favorite. Um, it's it's ducking awesome. It's ducking awesome. It's blue ducking awesome. Blue ducking awesome. You ever blue duck? I did like three times. We blue ducked. <laughs> All right. So check out Blue Duck, St. Louis, and Maplewood. We have one event for Paranormal Task Force, the kickoff of 2019. We do. There are tickets available. Very few. Very few. But um, guess where we're at again? Randolph County Asylum. It's in Indiana. Randolph County, Indiana. And uh, there's only a few tickets available for this one. It's in April. I don't know the very specific date. Uh, I think it's early April. Mm-hmm. It is our first event of the year. Well, oh, no, maybe we have a Pythian at March. the end of March. Yeah, we have Pythian in March, which still, you can just tickets available for that. Yes. And then we have Randolph County, which if you haven't been to Randolph County, this place is supposed to be the new spectacular haunt. Now, I've been there. We went there um, for a convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Danny... We're walking around. We kind of snuck off. We got in early because Greg and Sandy were um, speaking. And me and Danny kind of snuck off. And we went in the basement. It's like noon. You know, so you don't expect anything to be spooky. But Danny saw a shadow. And I had uh, footsteps walk up behind me. So much so that I flipped around thinking I was going to come face to face with somebody. And... That happened to us in the period of about three minutes. And I turned around and I was like, Danny, we need to talk to Greg about having an event here. And Greg walked around that evening. We did a ghost hunt Mm -hmm. and we had so much stuff happen, just, you know, personal experiences that uh, the next morning, Greg and Sandy were talking to me and Danny and they're like, we've already booked it. So it was... Yeah, it's just great. And and the thing about Randolph is that me and Jeremy are going to do a live podcast probably from our from the asylum. We're going to probably stay on the floor of the asylum. Yes. Um, and we're going to do a podcast right inside the actual halls. It's going to be awesome. We're going to bring all this equipment out there. We're going to tie it. We're going to hope to get um, um, Ghost Goosed. Um, oh. It, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, we also have that. So check us out on Facebook at Paranormal Task Force. On Facebook, Paranormal Task Force. You'll see us. It's a big black logo with uh, silver lettering. And check out the events page right there. You can log right on. We'll have the website up sometime this new year. We're revamping the whole website. We've been working on that for a little while. But we're not quite there yet. We're getting there. We want to pull our merch and stuff like that. If you haven't ghost hunted with us before and you've heard about us, this is some of the cool things that we offer. Expertise, historically accurate. We never make stuff up. And sometimes it can be the boringest night of your life or the most exciting. We give you ghost ghost equipment to hunt with. Um, definitely check us out. This is not a sales pitch. Our events sell out so fast. Yes. This is actually, you know, in correspondence to, hey, we have some events. You should you should get a hold of us now. So once again, this is Graveyard Shift. I'm your host, Frankie Cambaletto. And I'm Jeremy King. This has been the Winchester Mystery House. Mystery. Mystery. Mystery House. Mystery. Hey. House. Mystery House. House. Hi, uh, House of Houses. Mouse House. House of Mouse Mysteries. Stephen King. Mysteries. Rose Red. Mysteries.
Erp. <laughs>